Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, would you please give it up for Coach Vince. Wow, have I been waiting for this? Uh, I'd encourage you to take take your notes out, take your Bibles out. Um, I believe some of your notes and the scriptures that you're going to be sharing, you've even made available for us on version. Is that correct? That's correct. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. Uh, well, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Coach Vince, tell us a little bit about Vince before Jesus. Vince B.C., before he moved to BC. Tell us, yeah, tell us, yeah, come on. Tell us a little bit about that, Vince, and what that was like. Well, Vince before Christ was even before Alberta. Before that, there was, I was born in Laval, uh, Quebec, um, which seems like another country right now, but that's how it feels. I grew up um, as an only child, um, an amazing, loving parents. And um, I want to take a moment right now to thank my parents, because I know they're watching online right now. Um, I just want to thank you, Mom and Dad, for my amazing childhood. You know, it was a beautiful childhood. It, it really was a beautiful childhood that I had. And, you know, we're living in a new age now. But in the 90s, it was a sweet spot, I got to say, right? Because... You know, it was, there was a time before internet, there was a time before smartphones and I just loved it, you know, because I spent my time connecting and making friends and playing outside. I remember the big banks of snow that we had out there and just making tunnels and igloos just like you did in Manitoba. (laughs) So it was really, really good. Um, And uh, we actually moved to Calgary when I was 10 years old and uh, that's where I learned the English language. Actually, it's not my first language. Um, and from when I was born, we always attended Catholic Church, right? I mean, Quebec, Roman Catholic, that was kind of part of it. Um, and and by, the, uh, by the age of 14, well, I just had enough of those, you know, the sitting on those hard church pews, right? <laughs> so I was like, well, why don't I get involved? Because I have to be here anyways. So my parents were making me go. And so I decided to become an altar boy, you know, with the white robes and the, you know, the string and everything. <laughs> so, so I did that. And, and, and you know what? Actually, that was all right. And I served this priest that I really liked, actually. Um, but when he stepped away from the church at 16 years old, I decided to follow as well. And I just left the church, too. Um, and my parents followed along. And so the thing about church and family, though, that was really good was that it taught me good ethics and morals. But what I didn't have is I didn't understand God. I didn't understand Jesus. And I definitely did not have a relationship with him. And so it was easy to leave the church behind when all it was to me was a have to and rules, right? And so that's how that was. And then by 14... You know, I got um, more and more interested and curious about girls. 
right? And uh, unfortunately, I started looking at things online that I shouldn't. And by 18, that had started catching up to me. And so as I was graduating and moving on to college, um, I started a deep depression. And nobody knew because I faked it really good in the world. But I was crying myself to sleep every single night. And I didn't even know why. That was the worst part. Um, and my, I had a best friend at the time. And uh, he didn't know this. And he still doesn't know this to this day. But he up and left one day. <laughs> he went and followed his heart. He realized that his girlfriend, he wanted to follow her to Saskatchewan, which is great. But he actually up and left without even saying a word in the middle of the night one night without even telling his own mom. And so what happened is that just broke my heart. Like I actually really needed my friend, even though we were going into different paths in adulthood, I really needed him beside me. Um, and so you know what I did? I buried myself in work. <laughs> I buried myself in college work and work. And so this is how it went down, just to give you an idea. Six classes with two part national financial exam, rocking out a near 4.0 GPA and working 25 to 30 hours a week. This guy knows how to hustle. I can do it. But, <laughs> but I'll tell you this right now. I said no to everything, right? And my colleagues, my friends were asking me to come and hang out and have some fun. You know, we're, we're young, right? Like we're 18, 19, you know, and I just said no to everything. And it was kind of unfortunate. So I said no to the gatherings. Um, but what I didn't know at the time is that's actually what I needed the most was to have some time to recreate. And, um, you know, I, 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 I didn't know. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I just, I couldn't do it. Right. And in my head, um, I knew, I even knew how to end my life. You know, I, I was suicidal. I even had a plan, but I couldn't commit to it, you know, because for some reason I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. My love for my parents was so great um, that I couldn't do that to them. Right. And, but looking back, I know that God had his hands on me. And for some reason, you know, like when those things happen in your life where you're like, hmm, I don't know why I wasn't able to do that. Well, it's because there's something holding you back. And you might not know what that is at that time, but that's what it was. And so what did I do? Well, I was making money. So I spent money on cars <laughs> and I would just chase material things, you know, until I met a really nice girl, actually. And we, uh, we started dating and, and we, uh, we moved to Lethbridge together. Um, she wanted to go to school there and I had to continue my schooling there anyway. So it worked out great. And for a while, it actually helped my depression because I wasn't just focused on myself. But once I graduated, I broke off our, our relationship. And by that point, my lust uh, was so bad that I started, started objectifying women. And, um, and that wasn't good. And so I chased women as a thrill. It was like a thrill to me. Um, you know, a chase. And my depression got worse. I uh, broke my ethics and morals. And I did things that I promised myself I would never do. And as time went on, my emptiness, this void, this hole, this pit, just got deeper and darker and bigger. 
And I started to look at ways to, you know, better my circumstances, better this feeling. So I looked at vitamin D, even fate tanned. I said, I said yes to, I said yes to many things. I, I joined a travel club and I started traveling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and the thing is, is I didn't have the money to do all this, right? And so I, I just became a yes man and I did what I could. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I was taking way too much time off work. And so I went from working way too much, right? Being this no guy to being a yes guy. And I completely bankrupted my financials. And so then what does that do? Well, it takes your mental health to a whole other level because now you're, feeling shame and you're feeling um, desperate is a word, disappointed in yourself. Um, and so that's kind of where I was at. And, you know, by that point, I started realizing that nothing in this world would satisfy me. You know, like I've done it all at that point. Like I've kind of reached for things, you know. And so I started thinking there has to be something I'm missing here to life. Um, and I, so, you know, I would look at church, but then when I was looking at churches, I would get angry and I would see flames because of my past with it. But I knew there had to be something else. Um, and so I met a girl and, uh, she was Mormon. So I tried the Mormon church and that wasn't it. <laughs> nope. Um, so then, uh, one night I was supposed to work and, uh, I was doing insurance sales. So self-employed do my thing. And, um, uh, I skipped work that night and I was like, nah, my friend invited me to this networking event and, and I showed up and, uh, there was a speaker rambling on forever. Um, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So I went out in the street and who's there? Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt is there. And he invites me to church, right? And of course there's me. <laughs> no thanks, right? I laughed in his face. And, uh, but what was awesome is, you know, we talk about a lot here, go to by two places. And he had a buddy called Colin Harms. And I'll say his name because he, he was monumental because he said, oh, wait, you should come to our church. Because my kids love church. I was like, was it, did you say those three words? Kids love church in the same sentence? Wow. So he had my attention. He had my attention. So two weeks later, I uh, made the commitment because I was partying back then. So I had to party on the Friday and go to bed earlier on the Saturday to make it. You know, this is where I was. You know, I was in the industry, in the serving industry, and I was... I would party, you know, and I mean, it was clean party, but I still had to tone it down a little bit, you know, and um, just spending time with friends, you know, just staying up late, things like that. And so I made the commitment. I showed up to church and I remember being welcomed. And I remember the level of hospitality that you gave me, right? You gave me my favorite drink, my Starbucks drinks there. And you toured me around the whole church and then you showed me the kids area and it clicked. I was like, huh, I could actually see my kids coming here one day. And then we go into the auditorium, right? And I'm expecting like a regular service. And here's this band playing and like lights going and smoke show and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, is this a concert? So I look up at him and I'm like, so is this like a special Sunday? And he's like, no, no, no. This is how we do church every week. Um, and so I was just completely blown away by that. And what happened was 
the lyrics of the song at the time, they just hit me like a ton of bricks. And my heart just broke open and I was holding the tears. You know, I was like, nope, I'm not. I'm in the front row, of course, Pastor Matt. And there's no way that I'm crying in front of 400 people. Not happening. Not happening. And so I got in my car and I kid you not, I drove home. I don't even know how I made it. I couldn't even see the road. I was crying so hard. Um, it, it just, I, I knew that I was broken, but I didn't really know it. And I think it was those lyrics that just really opened it up to me. Like, I'm broken. I need healing. I've ruined myself. I broke my ethics. I hurt myself. You know, and so I made a decision to stop partying on Saturdays, shifted around, and I started showing up to Sundays you know, and it was one Sunday and then two Sundays. And then I started committing to all four Sundays of the month. Right? Yeah. That was a huge commitment for me. Just so you know, like from where I was to saying, hey, every Sunday I'll be accountable to this. And I'm saying no to my friends on Saturdays. That was huge for me. And uh, my finances weren't great, like I said earlier. So I started serving at the church because I was like, hey, I need to start giving back right away. Um, and I started serving at the front door as a greeter. I know, imagine that. <laughs> um, and so from that point forward, I followed Pastor Matt and we went and, and, and I helped him plant a church in Okotoks. And then of course, followed him here to Chilliwack. And, uh, you know, God led me to make a covenant relationship with Pastor Matt in 2019. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a covenant relationship means that practically I'm committing to him for as long as he needs me, wherever he needs me. Um, God led me to do that. You know, he knew that I would try to pull away or take off or book a plane ticket to South America, which I swear that thought comes all the time. It's just because, you know, for me, I don't love the way that we live in North America, right? But I'm committed to him and people need Jesus here in North America, really, really bad, right? And that's why we're called here. And when I, when I actually wrote up my testimony, it reminded me of that call and of that commitment. Um, but, you know, the more time that I spent in church, the more that I knew that I needed to grow and grow faster than ever. And the more time that I spent in the church, the more that I wanted to study the word, um, and the more that I desire to deepen my relationship with God, and the more that I want to get to know him. Now, the Christian way is not the easy path. There are a lot of challenges. And I question why I'm here. Why me? Why am I called? Very often. But the more that I go to the word of God, the more that I see the good that we're doing in people's lives, the more that we see the testimonies and lives change, the more that I'm reminded of why I'm here, what I do. And this is truly the way to live with God. How many of you, show of hands, have been touched or impact, impacted by a personal relationship with Vince in the house? You probably can't see that online, but I would say 90% of the church just put up their hand. And um, <laughs> we have a lot of uh, sweat equity. That's what all this is. This is just my eyeballs sweating. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we've, we've been through some stuff together. You know, we were, uh, Vince and I were worshiping and, and I looked at him and it was like it was just yesterday when you showed up in church 
and that same smile on your face, that same joy, like, you know, we're so blessed by you, Vince, and uh, your, your commitment, your whole story is a story of relationship. And sometimes we don't know the impact that we're having on people. And we don't know the impact that that's going to have on somebody else. And so we're so thankful for your dedication to God, number one, uh, your commitment to, to serve him and to serve this church. And I just, I just find it so refreshing because what we have and what we have as a church is rare. It's rare and we get to do this and you are and will always be impacting lives. Uh, so we're, we're so thankful for that. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question for you, Vince. <laughs> Which Bible character would you say you relate to the most? Well, I actually have to take a moment and debate on this for a little bit because of my past I can relate a little bit to King David, but after spending some time in the Word of God and watching The Chosen, actually, uh, Disciple Simon Peter is the one that I, I chose because um, we've got some similarities. And so first of all, <clears throat> he was found fishing to make a living and focusing on that before putting God first. And the Chosen really showed that. And not only did they show that, but he showed that he was even, you know, behind financially wanted to make more. And so he went and worked on the seventh day, which is Sabbath. Now, for the ones of you that may not know, Sabbath in um, the Jewish law was the seventh day. You did not work on the seventh day. And that's based on Genesis 2, verse 2. And so by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing so the seventh day, he rested from his work. And so this is similar to me. I was putting everything before faith, before God in my life. And I wanted to create success for myself before turning to God. And I wanted to do it on my own. And you know what it was? It was me being prideful, right? Now, the second similarity is that Peter questions Jesus um, during their time together. Um, a lot, you know, and he seemed to not understand his ways and questioned it. And I have done this often, not only to God, but to you, Pastor Matt. I question things so I can understand how the right ways of doing things, um, you know, and so I really, I really love that. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's about remembering things. And Jeremiah 29, 11 explains this. And, and I ask God, why is this, you know? I need clarity, and, and, and sometimes I need, I mean, sometimes I even still have to still sit in confusion for a little while. And then the last thing about Peter is that he was aggressive. <laughs> like, I laugh because when I watched his character on The Chosen, he, he's like a protector, right? He's a protector for Jesus, and he takes his role very seriously. <laughs> he's like kind of like a dog a little bit, you know? And I was like, oh, and Jesus kind of calms him down, right? Like you, you can be protector, but you don't need to be forceful or aggressive like that. Um, and I've had to really humble and calm my nature as well, just because I'm passionate. I'm French, I'm passionate, I'm aggressive, right? And so <laughs> it's, just, it's just the way it is. Um, and then the last similarity um, that I would like to point out is he's very passionate about serving God. Like he takes his role seriously um, to the point where he gave up house and home and eventually 
in the end, his life. Right? And, you know, I, like I mentioned, and like you mentioned before, I gave up house and home uh, to move here. And I've done it a couple times now. Right? (laughs) So far, I said, so far. Because, you know, it's, um, you know, because I really do want to go to God and ask him, what are my orders today? Right? I owe everything to God. Because without him, I wanted to kill myself, right? So I owe my life to God. Um, and so what would you like me to do? And a few weeks ago, I was talking to a coworker about worldly corruption, actually. And uh, I surprised her with my answer a little bit. Because I said, I would rather die than do Satan's work. And she was puzzled. And I re-explained what I was trying to say. But I 100% believe in my mind and heart, that is the only way to live than to serve God. And so I'm not going to serve Satan. I'm going to serve God, and I'm going to do his work. See, Peter did not bow down, right? He did not bow down. He actually did God's work. And in the end, he was so convicted by doing God's work that he paid the ultimate price, just like he watched Jesus do years before. So that is godly conviction. This is so good, Vince. You know, you talked about passion and that's something you definitely have. I, I can, I have passion too. And if we don't have our passion in the right place with the right person, it'll only lead to pain. You know, we need to have our passion it needs to be in Jesus. Um, and that's why a lot of us is like, well, I'm a passionate person. You know, why did all these things happening to me? And it's like, well, maybe it's just a little bit of misalignment. Because like we like to say alignment comes before assignment. And um, I just want to read something to you. Actually, I got two different versions here. But the men and I were studying uh, James 4. And in the verse, first, verse 1, like you, you got to read all of James. It's only five chapters. It's a, it's a small letter. Uh, but James was, he was the brother of Jesus, by the way. Um, the translation from Hebrew to the uh, ancient English was actually Jacob. <laughs> but he was the brother of Jesus. Like, how do I know that Jesus was real? Well, his, even his brother believed in him, so, <laughs> you know. Um, but James is to give you, a, a, or Jacob, to give you a little context. Um, after Jesus' resurrection and after Peter had started the first Christian church in Jerusalem, um, had passed it on to James. So James was leading this church in Jerusalem for 20 years, and they faced all kinds of trials, all kinds of famine. Um, even the, a lot of the Jewish leaders at the time were coming up against them. And he goes in here in verse f- 4, verse 1, he says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war within you? And again, it's those, God wants you, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. But remember, he wants to even give you stuff. He just doesn't want the stuff to have you, right? And he wants to be first in it all. He wants you to seek first his kingdom. Then all things will be added unto you, Matthew six thirty three, And then verse 34, it, what does it say? Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. This is why the, you got to hear in his testimony how Jesus, when he is at center with Jesus, when he is putting God first, 
that relationship, all other relationships will flow from that relationship. And Vince, I just, I, one more thing I got to say is the Lord has given you a gift. One of those gifts if you're really close to Vince, you'll know is the gift of the prophetic. Like he, the Lord has spoken to Vince in dreams. And Vince had a dream about us coming, my wife and I coming to Chilliwack to take over the church here before we even knew it was going to happen. So when it came time to talk to the leadership, I remember we were going to tell the leadership in our church there, and I hadn't told you nothing and on the phone, he couldn't make that meeting or you were going to be late for the meeting or something. And he says, just tell him I'm going with you. <laughs> so you never know, you know, you might just be loving on somebody, inviting somebody to church and how that could affect your future later on in life. And so I just just wanted to say those few things. Is the next question for me or are you going to say the next question? Okay. Um, okay. Now, there's a lot of verses I know that the Lord has given you and that have carried you through those seasons. But if you were to just give one verse to us that's really carried you through uh, to where, not just what God is calling you to, but what he's calling you through, what would be that one verse that you could share with us? Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. <laughs> now this, uh, this is a popular Bible verse that you use a lot, Pastor Matt, um, with us. And from a young age, dealing with all kinds of challenges, even in school, you know, when it came to projects, tests, um, and debt, anti-deadlines, I learned early on that everything would always work out. You know, like, I was an only child, so group projects and I didn't get along. <laughs> I had to trust others to do the work, right, and to do their part of the work. And, you know, and that was really stressful for me. But I remember it always worked out. You know, when times of stress would come, I reminded myself of this. And I believe this Bible verse um, really speaks to that. And, um, and so does Romans 8, 28, that says, All things work together for good. For them um, that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. All right. Our last question for you is, what would you say to someone who is maybe going through something similar to your story or maybe some, maybe a younger version of yourself <laughs> who may be struggling and doesn't know Jesus? Well, the world has nothing to offer that will fill that hole and that emptiness that you feel. And the only way to go is to, first of all, commit um, and g just give your heart to God. Uh, and I'm not talking about religion. I truly don't like religion. Um, but it's about relationship. And the sooner that you decide to grow in relationship with God, the sooner that you'll see positive changes in your life. And number two is give all your worries, you know, give all your worries to God. Um, you know, and unlike, and unlike me who held things back, you know, for so long, you know, and only giving little chunks at a time to God, give as much to him as you can. Give it all to him. Give all your worries, all your concerns, give it all to him. And you know what that will do is it will actually set you free 
I never thought it did because I was too shameful, prideful, and just everything. I was like, no, this is too bad. I'm not giving this to you. But the second I did, boom. And then everything you do in life, from the moment that you, you know, get up in the morning, and I have to remind myself, I have to remind myself of this every single day, but just go into it with gratefulness, right? Go in with gratefulness. And the second you get up in the morning to everything you do to when you go to bed, same thing, and give thanks to God in every situation. Um, and then wash God's hand in your life. You know, you will be blessed and blessed and you wouldn't, like you wouldn't believe. And God's math <laughs> makes no sense to my own mortal, you know. Like I'm telling you, because when you give that financial concern to him and you start doing that, that's where I saw the most, you know, because when I gave to God, I was like, oh, I don't have a lot, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and I started doing that. I kid you not, you know, the word of God says that our basic needs will always be met and they have been ever since. So Philippians 4 verses 6 and 7, ESV says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And the last one I have for you, is Psalm 55, 22 ESV says, cast your burden on the Lord um, and he will sustain you and he will never permit the righteous to be moved. <laughs> so why don't you stand up with me here? Um, I've got a takeaway for you. Um, it's simple. Give your heart, give your worries, and your thanks to God. And so like I was saying earlier, you know, I'm not about religion. I came from that background, and I don't wish it. I don't like it. But it's about relationship. And here at College Street, we always make sure to give you an opportunity to enter a relationship with God. And so if you're looking for hope, and an anchor that will not give out no matter the pressure you put on it. You need to meet my God and he will bring you joy that is not based on happenings or happiness. He'll bring you joy that comes from the strength from within and he will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Don't fight this fight alone anymore. You need a relationship with Jesus and this is not about joining a church. It's not joining a religion. It's about you and him. According to Romans 10, 9, all you need to do is begin a relationship with him is to confess with your mouth that Jesus is God. And if you believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So at this time, I would ask you to bow your heads down, close your eyes and repeat after me and say it loudly. So it helps the ones in the room that may be new to it, might have anxiety to it um, and might have a hard time doing it on their own. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are God and I believe that you rose again from the dead and I invite you right now to become my God, my Lord and Savior, my friend. Thank you for forgiving me just as I am 
I give my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And so I've got three questions for you. Just stay in this moment, okay? Just enjoy this moment with God right now. But I've got three questions for you. First of all, if what I spoke in here today, if that just kind of struck a nerve and that that just resonated with you, do you mind just letting me know by just lifting up your hands? And then my second question is, if this was your very first time saying, look, I'm done doing this alone, and I invited Jesus to my heart for the first time, do you mind letting me know by just giving me a good wave or or a little thumbs up, just saying, hey, you know, I accepted Jesus in my heart for the very first time today. Awesome. Thank you. And then my last question is, I did this for a little while, and I didn't share this my testimony, but in between when we started, you know, planning Okotoks, I stepped away for a season. I went to BC to do my own thing. And you know what? It really didn't work out because I stepped away from God's calling for a while. And I went back to God and I recommitted myself. And if that's you, if you went away from God for a while and you decided to recommit your life to God today, do you mind letting me know by also giving me a little wave or thumbs up? Just saying, hey, you know what? This is me today. Awesome. Thank you. Isn't God good, everybody? Awesome. Yes. Now, here's something I love that we do here. And so here at College, we make it really easy. And we want to make sure that we, when we believe in the Great Commission, in Matthew 28, 16 to 20 says, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One of the first steps in discipleship is baptism. And every Sunday, we fill this tank that's behind me here in hopes of giving someone the opportunity to step in and leave behind their old self and their old ways. In the book of Romans, chapter 6, it says that when we are baptized, we're baptized with Christ. When we go under, represents when Christ went to the grave. We leave our old selves behind. We, you know, it's, it's pre-buried with God. Our old selves are always are just completely left behind in our And when we come out of the water, we are resurrected with Christ. And Paul says in Acts 22, 16, And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. Now, if you feel your heart tugging you in this moment, we have towels. We, you know, we have extra clothing. We've got got lots of place for you to change. We have everything you might need. So we'll take all your excuses away. So at this time, I would like to invite you to get baptized. And it'd be an honor and a privilege for me to baptize you today. And as the band starts to worship, I will stand at the bottom of the stage here and I'll wait for you. And if you'd like to come back, get baptized, I'll be right there. And I understand that if the whole audience is just too much for you and you want to wait till after when people leave, that's okay too. And you can come and get me, okay? Let's worship. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.